You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. The Hunter's Advantage podcast is powered by Out on a Limb Manufacturing. Out on a Limb is a family-owned company based right here in Oklahoma that makes tree stands, saddle platforms, climbing sticks, and so much more. Christian, I have a quick question. What's that? What bites sound harder, a hippo or an alligator? No idea. It's a trick question. The Ridge Runner 2.0 bites harder than both of them. But all jokes aside, we use these products all across the land on public or private. These help us get into any tree we want and hunt where the deer actually are. Most men go to the grocery store for their meat, but these products help you go to God's grocery store. I have used the Out on a Limb Ridge Runner 2.0 and the Shakar Sticks for the last few years hunting public land bucks, and I've actually shot several bucks out of this setup. If you want to support the podcast and get some Out on a Limb equipment, make sure to go to outonalimmfg.com and use code HNTA10 for 10% off at checkout. Once again, if you want to support the podcast, Go to outonalimmfg.com and use code HNTA10 at checkout for 10% off. Now let's get back to the podcast. She going. Hello. A little truck pod, eh? Yes. And we truck just, pod right after the tent pod? Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably end up showing that footage of the tent pod after we talk for a little bit, but... There's a buck down in camp. There is. It feels bad because camp just got disbanded, so it feels bad talking about the past tense. But there's a buck down in uh, in deer camp, and a good one, a really good one at that. Yeah, the the old man strikes again. I had Justin bend over because I wanted to look for the horseshoe <laughs> that was up his butt, but no. I guess I didn't see it. It no. couldn't have went to a better guy. Um, I like that. The only other person I want to see to like be successful is Jordan. And then after yeah. that, I'll be like, okay, deer camp's complete. Yeah, I agree. Well, we, uh, I think the last time we did the, we did the pod was on Friday. So a lot has happened. We've, we've been seeing some deer. It's been, feel like it's been 35 mile an hour winds it consistently. Cause our wall tent is an absolute tank at deer camp. And that thing has been taking a beating yeah. at night, like a bad beating. Um, so, but, just give a little bit of example like i i am on the wall that is like the brunt force for the wind from the north yeah yeah and uh i was probably like six inches from the wall just the only reason i'm oh i'm you're muted good. Yep, you're good you good now yep was i'm, I, turn, I'm was turning I, the headphones up and the mics up a little bit that way i sure. don't get as much of this road anyways okay yeah uh yeah, I'm pretty close to the like the tent wall just to hold down the bottom tarp so it doesn't like blow away. And uh, I had to wake up. What was it, last? No, two nights ago. And uh, the the wall tent was I don't know how because everything's like staked into the ground, but the wall tent was like touching me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like and glue, I was like, I don't know you. how it's how it's moved over that much, but so I had to pull it back again, probably another nine inches. But I got it. Uh, I got it straightened out as long as the wind will die down a little bit. Yeah, and then in the four days we've been here, it has not. So, but we we hunted a Saturday Saturday morning, which would have been yesterday morning. Had a I, we had a pretty good hunt. Jake and I were probably only hunting two hundred fifty yards apart from it's each that. other, but the grass in between us was 
10 foot tall and i know this because i walked through it get on the way out and it was about getting lost even with onyx mm-hmm. on my phone and uh so saturday morning i had a pretty good hunt had four does come by at about 9 a.m work past me on the opposite side of the creek and about an hour and a half later they busted back through and i mean busted through i'll show you some of the footage but they busted in and were sprinting and then i was like what's going on with these does look behind him and a, a, dink, a dink is chasing him. You should have been more dramatic, but like, I seen antlers. Ant- well, oh, that bad boy is, uh, the roads are a rocking. The roads are knocking. Yeah. We don't come knocking. So, yeah, oh, well, I saw antlers. No, I, I mean, I saw antlers and I looked over and they were, uh, he, he came through chasing those does, busting them up and was like, buh, buh. But I was like, that is awesome. I got those grunts on on footage. I was thinking that was someone else driving by us, but it's not. Is that uh Are we talking about Saturday we, uh Friday evening? Or no? Wait, what did we, what happened Friday evening? I didn't see a deer. I did. You're wrapped around. Go ahead. Yeah. I did. What happened? That was Friday? my best day yet. <laughs> Sorry, I hit your I, I skipped your highlight reel. You did. What? So same spot that we've been hunting, but I just ended up seeing, long story short, I seen like four doe and then i there's like two or three mystery deer and, I, and of course i got blown out because uh i had to get out of the stand at a decent time or else christian was probably going to come looking for me because down here we don't have cell phone service and so it's like one of those ordeals where it's like uh if i set my stand for an extra 30 minutes and it takes me another 30 minutes to get out to where we're supposed to meet yeah it's it gets sketchy yeah it's like okay is he, hanging? Is he, is he yeah. yeah is he upside down hanging from his tree and it could be a, like your situation. There's a deer under you, but I'm I'm standing back on the road like, oh dang, I'm fixing to have to find this guy. Yeah. And my phone was at six percent, and I was like, okay, well I'm gonna be able to find him, but we're not gonna get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, it is a hike. It we're gonna hike get up. we're gonna get stuck back in there. Yeah. So basically, I was just in the stand for an extra thirty minutes, and uh, the deer wouldn't leave, and it was like pitch black. So I would just I just kept trying to quietly get down, and it was one of those deer that like only blew because they had to blow yeah, if you that get, makes you had sense to give them 10 reasons to blow because they like stomped at me and they're only like 25 yards away but of course you know it's pitch black and i'm like well listen i'm sorry but i'm just gonna have to get down mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i made some more noise and it blew didn't do anything and just kind of stayed there and it did that for like another five minutes and then finally as i was basically climbing climbing down out of the tree it decided to blow and like walk off and i was like these deer either are unpressured or dumb well we talked about that after because when deer are are unpressured there's like two types of deer deer that are looking for a reason to blow right and then deer that like they have to because you gave them 10 reasons and they they're like all right fine i'll blow and then they don't run off and you're like why even blow if you're not gonna run off yeah um that seemed like it was some of those deer and i i think from Friday to Saturday morning, we saw the same group of deer, like the same four does. Yes. I think it was two does and two fawns. And that buck, that buck might've been new, but it also might've been the one that you saw in low light that very well could have been the same deer. It could have been. Um, now we hunted Saturday morning was good. And then Saturday evening, or I guess midday Saturday, we drive back to camp and Justin likes to punk us like every time. And it's, it's usually pretty funny, but when you're when you're tired, you're like, all right, let me know. Like, am I fixing to take a nap or am I fixing to go look for a deer? I need to know mentally before I get back to camp. And he's like, yeah, you need to call a dog. And I'm like, oh, he's probably joking. It's probably in the bed of his truck. Mm-hmm. And we get up and he's like, no, seriously, you need to call a dog. 
And so we got back to camp Saturday midday and I ended up calling a, uh, ended up calling a dog and recovering a freaking big old mountain buck. But, uh, we had Justin come in the tent before he took off with his, his, uh, just reward, his meat and the Cape and that, um, that buck. So we're going to, we're going to take it over to Justin. We talked to him for about, are these right? I pressed that button. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, we're going to take it over to Justin for about 10 minutes. We talked to him uh, in the wall tent before he headed out with uh, with his big old buck. So here we go. All right, Justin, how does it feel to be tagged out? <laughs> Is this the know. earliest you've ever been tagged out? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do the rest of the year. Camp chef? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, or honeydews. I got a she shed. I got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> what is a she shed? Uh, just a little shed out in the backyard. So we can put all our crap. A little storage? Yeah. Need more room for mounts? Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do with your mounts now if you mount that buck? I'm going to have to build a man cave or something. Is that what your slab out there is going to be? I hope so. Yeah. Well, um, is this the earliest you've ever been tagged out? Yeah. What's the What was the earliest before this This one? It's October 15th now. That's a lot of, lot of deer season left to be sitting around. I've sat... Um, Three sets. I've killed three deer. <laughs> what? You said it yesterday, though. You said you killed every deer you've seen. <laughs> I've seen one that wasn't in range or it had been in trouble, too. <laughs> so you're, you've seen four deer and you've killed three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't beat that. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So what made you, uh, what made you wander into that area? Oh, just trying something new. Uh, looked at Onyx on a hunch and I smell. It looks good, so... Went down there and got in a tree in the dark and um, got up there and I thought, I made a mistake. I can't see nothing. Get ready to get down and here he comes. So I just lucky, really. How? What time did he end up coming by? Uh, 9.03. 9.03. I mean, it's not very often you can just go down there and pick a tree and kill one like that. I've done it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Jake are we're back there hunting dang near two miles in there, and you're just picking a spot and walking and killing one. We're like, hey, we're we're overcomplicating That's this. What I'm thinking. It's time to pull the stands and go pick a spot and have some fun. I think you do a really good job of that. That uh, that's the only deer you saw down in there, though. Yeah. Hmm. You've had pretty good success hunting areas like that in the past, too, just picking a spot that you think topography looks good and just rocking it. Yeah, you got to kind of make them uh, set up in a place where they have to go around something, like a diversion. There's a big canyon right there, and there was a trail next to it, and I don't think they're going to want to work any harder than they have to. Um, So they're always looking for the path least resistance and – Worked out this time. Did you know? Did you know there was that diversion there when you got up in the tree, or were you just like, "This is too steep. I'm going to stop here." Uh, I didn't see the trails or anything until I got up there. It was just a. Uh, you look at the topography map, and uh, it just looked like a good spot where the four drainages come together, and that's what I did last year, and not to this extreme, but <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, it kind of sucked getting it out of there, but it was worth it. Well, when the uh, I felt bad because we ended up calling the dog and because uh, we thought it was a liver shot. There was real like dark red blood on there, and 
the lady, when she pulls up, they had just got off at a gut track for like eight hours and they found the deer and she said, yeah, our dog's a little tired. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're going to the wrong spot. If yeah. your dog's, if your I dog's tired. Bad. <laughs> she took off and we, we walked over the blood trail at first and, but it seemed like when we stepped back and got out of her way, she just like took off down and worked right back to last blood and spent what was it 20 or 30 minutes just circling that whole area looking looking and what was she saying that was happening in the scent pools or something like that yeah like the wind coming off the mountain or something was something i I don't remember what it was it probably doesn't help that there was like eight people walking around too that's what uh they were saying at first too because we did have like eight to ten people out there and uh going on this track job and it's like listen we're not here i mean we are here for moral support but we know where this is and we're, it's going to take everybody to get it out and yeah i think they found that out as soon as we found that deer and started started booking it up the hill yeah but she so she would they went back and started the dog again and um uh, that was the first time you'd ever seen a dog justin yeah you I'm, believe her yeah luckily i've never had uh used one before but i guess there's the first time for everything yeah well, they took that dog back and restarted it on the track, and then, uh, and then I, he, she said that the lady was saying that that dog alerted that the deer was still alive. What did you think when she said that? <laughs> BS. I thought. <laughs> so, nah, I don't know. Not don't think so. The yeah. dog was probably just tired, and it's like, hey, listen, I want to say it's alive just so we can go home. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that a dog worked its magic, and luckily we got the. Uh, recover the deer and uh i don't think we'd have found it without her you not without a lot more walking and effort too i mean it was crazy because once she got past last blood where nobody had like walked over it it was like two and a half minutes mm-hmm. she walked down that and she was like getting it down that hill yeah, she was. and as soon as that tracker lady uh was like um <sighs> excuse me you're good as long as soon as she said uh Hey, uh, we need Justin up here. Who shot it? Uh, there's a big old pile of blood here. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Because we were all staying back with the walkie-talkies. What did you think when you walked up on that buck? Was it as big as you thought? Any ground shrinkage? No, I, it was about what I thought it was. I didn't want to oversell it in case we didn't find it. But <laughs> nobody believed me. But. Well, that buck had the... Uh, he had the caramel horn. Like a lot of them have the dark chocolate horns in the mountains. That sucker had those real pretty caramel horns. I, I don't black see black face too. Black face too. I don't see a lot of bucks with those caramel horns. One of them got away from me last year, and it was terrible watching him walk away because I think those are almost just as pretty as the chocolates. Was those horns a little lighter than you thought they were going to be? Yeah, because it was kind of shady down there, and I I thought he did have the chocolate horns when I when I shot him, but yeah. There's always a surprise when you finally get your hands on one, but um, yeah, he was pretty much what I thought he was. So when we get back to camp, we taped him out, and he scored 144 on the dot. And before we even called the dog, and after you guys looked for him, and we met back at camp, you said that you second guessed shooting that deer. Why was that? We got a lot of season left. Yeah, <laughs> October 15th. Yeah. Yeah, the little voice inside my head's like, "You're an idiot." (laughs) (laughs) If you pass a Pope and Young in your season, you got the wrong. You have the wrong standards. Yeah, well, we. I was wondering what the trackers were thinking about your medical (laughs) team. You got the ambulance meat wagon that you sleep in, and then we're carrying the deer out on a stretcher. 
Where did you where did you get the stretcher to carry this deer out? Um, <clears throat> I went to one of our neighboring fire departments, and they had a bunch of surplus stuff, and was going to get rid of it. And I, said, I got a use for that. So <laughs> I'll take that with us, and we'll pack a deer out of that out of the woods with that. And uh, looked like it did a pretty good job. It sure beats the crap out of dragon one. I don't think. I think dragon one out of there would have took three hours. That and I think and on, no hair left on, on that it. hill. I think that worked out better than like a game cart would have too. Way better because the rocks and stuff. That's what I said. If you're going to kill a big one, you got to go down there where the big ones live. Yeah, it's just the problem getting them out. I remember uh, Nate, Nate when he was looking down when the, the lady was tracking that deer, he said, I hope I hope that's what he didn't run down there, like down in the bottom. <laughs> and that dog takes off right and down to the bottom. We're like, oh, here we go. It kind of ran out of real estate, though. I thought it was going to... It was going down some super steep stuff and decided to bed down, thankfully, which it didn't make it, what, another 150 from your last blood? Yeah. And what do you, what do you think that shot ended up being? Just liver and a little bit of guts, probably? Yeah, it was it was liver and spleen. Spleen like, is what they said? Yeah. Oh, did you yeah, did you cut it up and get to see it when you got it him? Yeah. Liver and spleen. Yeah. Um, you know, we shoot 3D all year and... Make pretty good shots. We're all pretty accomplished archers, but uh, if I quit getting excited when I see one out there, I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna quit going. So <laughs> that's, that's hard. I might have got up the shakes of hair. When you get an arrow in one, that's an accomplishment, especially when you're running, gunning on public land, hanging, hunting. That was awesome. So we got you're gonna you're gonna come back the week in November though, or are you gonna save your vacation? Ah, uh, I got a trip to New Mexico coming up first of year, so. We'll see what happens. There you go. Might have to arm wrestle Brenda for that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I think she's about ready to shoot one too, though. So we'll have to get us a buddy stand and make it happen. Well, you're not taking her to that spot to shoot one, I can guarantee you. Hey, I'll give her a piggyback ride down there <laughs> if I have to. Well, uh, congrats on the buck. That was that was awesome. I uh I'm envious somebody's somebody's done. You're gonna you still you still have a real fun rest of the season. I hope you get to come back in November selfishly so we can have some five course meals. Yeah, we should eat but, good. Yeah, we ate good last night. We cooked that backstrap up, but we didn't have our meat meat hammer to thin them out. But it was still it was still really good. I didn't know you could uh, chicken fry backstrap on the Blackstone. I guess if you can, if you prop it up a little bit. Hey, when there's a wheel, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. We'll let you get out of here. But uh, Justin and them are headed home, and uh, I think Jake and I are going to stay and hunt one more day saw a few this uh this morning so we're gonna go get after it thanks justin all right peace i've been using the new exodus rival cell camera for the last couple months and i have found a beautiful mainframe eight point with tons of stickers to go after this fall one thing i do appreciate about exodus trail cameras is all of the cameras share the same data plans you only pay for what you need a lot of cell cam companies charge you for hd pictures i've seen prices of five dollars for 50 hd pics exodus is going to give you unlimited HD pictures right to your phone, which is awesome when you're sitting there in the middle of the summer and it's 100 degrees and you just want to binge a bunch of trail cam photos. If you're looking for a solid cell camera with great performance and a five-year no BS warranty, go check them out. So as we all know, hunting gear is something people can make way too complicated. Arrows can be the exact same way. Instead of going down all those rabbit holes, trying to sift through the endless information that's online, and you're not really sure if it's right or wrong, Exodus makes it simple to get the right arrow for your exact setup. So go online 
to the Exodus Arrow Builder takes less than a minute. You're going to enter your draw weight, your draw length, and how heavy of a point you're shooting. And it's going to be that simple. Let the guys at Exodus take care of the rest. So if you're interested in Exodus Rival cell cameras or a new set of their MMT Arrows, just go to ExodusOutdoorGear.com and use code HA15 for 15% off anything on the website. Once again, that is ExodusOutdoorGear.com. Use code HA15 at checkout for 15% off. Now let's get back to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that story from from Justin. He's, he's a little too humble in some, in some ways. I mean, he's not going to brag, but I see Justin is just one of those guys that we, we made a video recently and the title had keep it simple stupid on there Hmm. justin might as well be the mascot for keep (laughs) for keep it simple stupid and it just shows that like understanding topography and just waking up and going every single day and trying new spots is legitimately as as complicated as it needs to be sometimes because we were getting so over complicated and what we were doing for the first two days that was getting not fun i'm gonna say this the only reason we were out there was for one specific deer. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be bad telling telling people that much information. We, right. were, we were there for one specific deer, and if that deer wasn't in there, then we wouldn't have been been as far back and making making it as complicated as we needed to be. Yeah. This, this deer is was worth the the uh, the effort, the effort, and the time, and the, and the uh, non simplicity of it, or however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. But uh. We think we're in the right area now, and so now just to kind of 100% see, we just threw six cameras back there, and we're going to check them during our rotation. And then now, for the remainder of the trip, the next two sits we have, we're we're keeping it simple. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point. Um, so we went out. We didn't get to hunt yesterday yesterday evening because we were dragging that deer out, drug it out on a freaking stretcher. It felt like we drug it from the depths of hell. How steep this place was that we were <laughs> bad. we were dragging it out from. Because Justin was like, "Yeah, this walk sucks," and we're like, "Haha, yeah, okay, like whatever." You took it with your climber. It can't be that bad. And then we kept going down and kept going down and kept going down. I was like, "Oh, he wasn't kidding. This walk sucks." So we didn't get done with dragging his deer out. It took us an hour with the dog to find it, which a lot of that because we'd already walked over some of the track. But uh, we got back to the truck like six thirty ish or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was closer to seven. It was closer like, to seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we end up driving back and Jake and I were planning on hunting that morning or that evening. So our stands were still in the tree, but we wanted to hunt somewhere different this morning. So we had to go in and do several miles right after dark. And as we're walking in, there's a couple young guys mm-hmm. walking out and super nice guys. Um, and they were way back in there a couple too. Of young guys, they were our age or older. Right. Well, I, I consider us young, so yeah. I just say, but yeah, a couple, um, couple guys back there and they were probably, you were, what were you saying about if you were walking out at night and someone was walking in, how that would sketch you out? Oh yeah. I'd be like, what are these guys doing? Because at first I'm sure they thought we were like the game warden or something like coming through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course you see headlamps, like you flash and then, it, you know, if you all are on the same trail and you're meeting, you know, Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And you could tell like they had that weird look in their eye because I mean we were we were a ways back there of course I mean I would have been thinking the same thing, but uh, I did recognize them from one of the trail cameras from over the summer. We got pictures. Yeah, of them. yeah. So I was like, huh. Yeah. No, we got we got in there and um, pulled our stands and it was 
I don't know. I was dragging pretty hard on. Well, we got back in. to camp at nine. Yeah, and we had we left from Justin's spot and walked, drove, pulled our stance, got back to camp at nine. So it was another two and a half hours right. of just straight suck. And then this morning, uh, the suck kind of overflowed of the cup and continued because we were supposed to get up at five, and uh, I I snoozed my first alarm. I know for sure I did. But I looked over, uh, you know, when you wake up and it kind of feels a little too calm, like you're like, some time has passed. Like, right. You know, that kind of feeling. I had that feeling and I looked over and I grabbed my phone. It was 547. Yep. I set up like the undertaker. I was like, Jake, what did you say when I got you up? You're like, what, what time is it? What time is it? Or something like that. Yeah. 547. We were, by the time my feet hit the ground to the time we were leaving in the truck was like seven minutes. No, to, we, we booked it. We booked it and got, I mean, I still got set up probably right at shooting light. I think you mm-hmm. did too. Um, well, and, cause we didn't have to walk two miles. Yeah. I didn't have to walk two miles in, but, um, I ended up, I can simply put my, my sit. I ended up seeing a doe, but what did, what did you end up seeing? How was uh, your like three doe, but the best part was walking out. Uh, Christian made me walk a new way back to the truck because since we were running late, we were like, let's just park the truck and you know, at a middle point, and then we'll both walk to there. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So walking back, I took a new route out, and I bumped a big old buck, and he was bedded down, which made me feel better because I was like, are they moving? Are they not? Obviously, the does are moving a little bit since Christian saw one, and and uh, there's guys in that. Oh, truck. we get you. And uh, I seen uh, I seen like three doe and. So I was like, maybe, maybe they're moving, but that buck being bedded down, I was like, okay, maybe the bucks just aren't moving. Maybe, you know, because I feel like does just move to move sometimes. Well, like we said, there's a bunch of, there's a, a lot of does in this world that are just looking for a reason to blow and they can't blow if they don't walk around. That's true. So that's they have true. to find something to blow at. But yeah. Uh, so that's, that's probably what I'm going to do this evening. Uh, because that, that buck took off and ran back where, where that buck busted from, it was 230 yards from where my stand was. And normally I'd be like, Hey, maybe he might stroll by, but I'm kind of tired of sitting on my, sitting on my butt when I can just jump over a hundred yards, like from ridge to ridge. Get up chilly. Yeah. And, and then be like, okay, since I bumped him out of his bed, maybe he'll, maybe that'll push him on his feet later this evening. And he'll come strolling through that, that, that other Creek system that connects to the, my, the one I was sitting at previously this morning. Mm-hmm. That's my thought process going into it because it was, it was a dandy. Like Justin scored one forty four, and I don't know about the mass really, but I know it was wider. It, ha- it had a wider frame and it had some like decent time length. Like I wouldn't say just like oh my god, but it had decent for sure shooter. So one forties at Probably. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a beast. I, I don't know. It's it's encouraging and discouraging at the same time when you jump a buck like that. You're like oh they exist. Why were you not on your feet? So I think that's a freak deal. How many people walk through that exact spot? Probably hardly any. I bet you that buck hears traffic go in and out because he was only 100 yards from the road. Mm-hmm. He hears traffic go in and when out. He's bedded kind of on a little shelf. Exactly. Too. And so I'm thinking like bump him once, shame on me. Bump him twice or maybe three times. Like twice might be okay, but three times, that's when he's probably like, okay, I got to, you know, get out of here. But I'm thinking since I only bumped him once and he – he literally got up because he had to because I was walking straight at him and I wasn't paying attention because it was like head high grass or mm-hmm. probably like chest high grass. And so he was 15, 20 yards when he got up. 
And after that, like, he just kind of, like, barely trotted off. And the whole time I was, like, trying to knock an arrow. And And so he wasn't, like, get out of Dodge scared. I mean, he was bedded down like deer do. And when deer get spooked from beds, they clear out of there. And if they didn't die, they know it worked. And so why, why would they... Why would they clear out on the first time is my thinking. I, I had heard that several times. Uh, I heard it really recently. Don Higgins was saying that if if you spook a buck and he jumps out of his bed and kind of moves on, he knows that bed worked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is a good bedding location. And he might, I'm not saying he's going to bed in the exact same bed again, but which, cause I feel like they should, even if he's around there in you know. that general vicinity, you got some good topography working. And the whole reason that, uh, or we looked in that area the last time we were down here and put cameras up, which mm-hmm. got one got, I think, either stolen yeah, or we it lost it. Uh, that place was shredded post-season was. with rubs. I mean, the entire line of that creek was shredded. So He might have been that wide one that, that we got on camera in, the, in that summer. You think so? He was he was about that wide. He had that frame. There's, a, not, good, there's not, a good chance. I'm not kidding. There's a really good chance that is him then. That very well could have been him. Because we need one. to look and see if, see if he's a 10-point because this one was a 10-point. I think that one is. We've got a picture of a buck where, like, right under Jake's stand. Where you can't get a morning. very good view of this, like, trail cam picture. No, you can see his head's down. With. It's basically just his horns. Um, but no, I mean that's a that's a good plan. I saw I saw one doe, so I think I'm going to push in a little further. I don't know with the wind. It it seems like everybody's seeing deer. They're not seeing a ton of deer. Uh, I know it's not pleasurable to be up in the tree no. when it's 35 miles an hour. That so rips through you. I feel like it bugs them out when the wind is like that because you can't hear. and Everything's moving. That's such a – and, and every, you're right. Everything, and they're seeing in slow motion. So imagine everything just moving those tree. I bet their defenses are pretty weak in the wind and they probably just don't move a ton. Um, so with that being said, I think I'm going to try to get a little bit closer where I think one actually is. Yeah. So – um, it's not a bad idea. All we can do is try at this point. All we can do two is two sits try. left. Um, I haven't I haven't pooed once since Wednesday <laughs> night, so I'm due for one of those. I just don't know when it's going to come. Uh, I I seem to always find mine right when I step on my platform <laughs> and start to put my tether up, <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> didn't you do that this morning? Yeah, yeah. Next uh, next question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's no. a crappy way to start the morning. Yeah, it is a crappy way to start the morning. Um, I was in shambles this morning yeah. walking in and like I had stuff strapped every rich way, stuff shoved down in the bag. It was um, just a weird night in general. I, I mean, obviously it was weird because we actually got a deer down in deer camp. But, uh, beside that point, you and mate, uh, you and Luke had a full blown conversation in the, in the wall tent at like 2am. Well, to, to be fair, I was awake. Partially. I was, I was fully you, awake. You were more awake than Luke was. I, I might have been half asleep, but I promise you, I knew, I deliberately said what I said. What happened in that situation? He was sleeping so, right next to you. I mean, I guess he's in between No, us. well, his head is like like by Christian's cot and his feet are by my cot. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Luke is my little brother. Yeah, he's way. he's like 14, 15 maybe. Yeah. And, uh... He's 15. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like 2 a.m. We probably went to bed at like midnight or something like that. So like everybody's just now getting into like that that good sleep, right? Yeah, the REM. And uh, all of a sudden, I I come to like, and there's a full blown conversation happening uh, in the wall tent at 2 a.m. And I'm and I'm like, my eyes are still shut, but I'm like just listening in, like what's happening because I'm still trying to like, figure why out are the two situation people talking myself. right now. Yeah, and all of a sudden. Have you ever heard like one of those double talkers talk? You know how 
you know what I'm talking double about? Double talkers? Yeah, they're no. called double talkers, where they like saying one word, but they can also say another word at the same time and kind of like make it into one and, and oh, it confuses words. people. Yeah. Well, that's what Luke sounded like he was doing. Just mumbling on. Because uh, where I picked up on the conversation, uh, <laughs> Luke said, did you get those deer? <laughs> well, he was talking very softly, and yeah, it was starting it was. to make me upset. Because <laughs> he was talking <laughs> softly, <laughs> and you were like, what would you say? And he'd say it again softly. Super softly. <laughs> but but each time, like Luke was carrying on a full-blown conversation. I don't even know if he remembers this. I don't think so. Because he was like, he's like, good, uh, good deer. And you were like, what? And he said, over there. <laughs> and he said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to shake him because it was keeping me awake. Uh, he, he was like, he kept saying that. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, huh? I just want to know how long y'all were having a conversation before I came to. I kn- I remember the the first thing I remember is saying what the hell are you talking oh, about? Oh really? Yeah. No, because you asked what like probably five five times before that. Well, I was in that state where you don't want to commit to waking up because yeah, it's I not know. an emergency. I know. But also, yeah, he. I mean, he. Was I figured me. out what was happening, and before I before I said what I said, I was like, okay, they're just they're just sleep talking. I'm going to like just. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll stop here in a second, and then it continued. And then, then you got loud. You're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> well, it was making me mad. <laughs> and, and then I just opened my eyes, leaned up, and I said, "I said he's sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right," uh, went back to sleep on my cot. Well, his pillow was where he was sleeping, but his head was completely turned like up against the side of the tent. I was like, "Is he walking <laughs> around? Like what? What is he doing?" And I told Jake, <laughs> "It runs night. in the family because I sleepwalk too, yeah. and I talk a lot in my sleep." Like Lauren, like it's probably TMI, but she always told me, uh, like those murder shows where they always try to like say, "Oh, I killed her in my sleep." You know what I mean? Mm. She's like, I feel like she she won't let me keep guns out of drawers. That's probably smart because she's like, I feel like you're gonna have a dream and just grab for something one time when you're sleepwalking. And I was like, that's a good point. Yeah. So well, we keep everything kind of sketchy in, in drawers and in cases because you gotta childproof yourself. Yeah, basically, yeah. I was telling Jake earlier, I the my best sleepwalking memory is my dad was watching WWE one time, <laughs> and I went in and uh, I was just walking into the living room, and I guess in my sleep I thought it was the bathroom, and my dad was like, "Hey," and I kept walking closer. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What?" And, and then I eventually I unzipped my pants and started pissing on a, a a recliner, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was just streaming on it, and he woke me up when he screamed. I was like, "What?" And I was mid pee, like with my pants down, peeing on the recliner. So, it's a it's a dirty <laughs> disease, man. Millions suffer every year. Um, mm-hmm. So it must run in my family. But <sighs> that's where we're at on the trip. I think it's it was a good trip so far. I think it's about time to uh, to eat. I I am to the point. I'm feeling run down and wore down. I felt a little sick yesterday, mm-hmm. um, especially in my throat or whatever. But it just feels like I'm getting a little cold. But it's part of it. I mean, sleep when I sleep when we get home. We haven't really been eating the best either. I mean, we have when Justin cooked, right. but I mean, he hasn't. It isn't like the rutcation where he cooks a five star meal every single meal. Right. This has been kind of like hit and miss. Well, and the reason I'm I'm hunting so many days right now, like it's it's probably not the best time of the year to be hunting, but I have a I'm not gonna be able to hunt for like ten straight days. So and there was a decent cold front, so felt obligated to give it Decent a try. Decent turned into like, okay. It it's really wasn't, okay it really front. wasn't that great of a cold front. I, I would call it more of a wind front. 
It was like 35 yeah. mile an hour winds. It's like all the weather that, that, that comes with. It's like all the side effects that come with the cold front, if that right. makes sense. So like you had the wind, you have like the overcast, you have you have everything except like super cold temperatures. I mean it's it's fifty nine right now. I mean that ain't terrible for October thirteenth, fifteenth, whatever it is. It's it's not bad temperature wise, but fifty nine we were talking about it earlier. It's I bet it's so confusing to the deer because like it's cold enough where I want to move, but mm-hmm. it's so windy that I won't. Like and I don't I couldn't expect a buck to move very far when it's 35 mile an hour. I want him to come over here, come over yonder, explore and get deflated. Maybe that's why Justin did so good. (laughs) He's in a spot where the wind is not a factor. Like you get so deep into those hollows. Well, there's a reason. So long story short, backstory. Uh, We got a good picture of a buck. Super. It it looked like a freaking elk frame on a whitetail. And we named him Diablo. Mm -hmm. And it's super fitting because it's it's at the the bottom of of a canyon. canyon. Yeah. And so we're like, it's so far down, it's basically in hell, and it's hell getting back up from there. So we're just going to name Diablo. Yeah, that can be Diablo 2.0. Yeah. That's the that's the thought, but we'll try. We'll keep trying the rest of the weekend. Um, we're going to try to release these kind of more little shorter semi-live like episodes because we just got these headphones, and you lose so much of the detail when you go home and you sleep and, like, you forget stories, so... We're going to start doing these uh, more. They're not probably going to be two hours every single time. If we kill an absolute mega giant, they might be. But 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time, and we'll just try to keep them rolling throughout deer season when we're together. So um, if you guys enjoy them, make sure to uh, like the video, sub to the uh, YouTube channel if you're watching the video version of this, and uh, leave us a rating and review on any of the audio platforms that you listen to. And we'll uh, try to keep doing these throughout the season. But uh, with that, let's see. Jesus we'll loves you. you. We'll catch you guys in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.